0: Okay. okay, so welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Sweetie Patrice Show. We have the wonderful Catherine here. Catherine, first of all, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Um, thank you very much for having me. You are more than welcome. So we're going to jump right into it. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, so I am Catherine McNeil. Uh, I am the founder and president of of CHBM Services um, and CHBM Services Development Programming, as well as the author of A Mother's Love, 31 Days of Affirmations for Single Moms. Um, I don't know how high level or how into the weave would you like me to go regarding the introduction?
0: Oh, that is perfectly fine. I didn't know you were a published author either. Chantel just told <laughs> me that you had a- foundation. Okay. A double winner. Okay. We'll take it. Okay. So what compelled you to become an entrepreneur? How did you get started?
1: Um, So I think in my case, it was kind of a both and um, something that I wanted to do because of my background. Um, I finished my bachelor's in business management and then I ended up getting my uh, master's in industrial and organizational psychology. Um, So In essence, it's the HR space and dealing with, um, recruiting and sourcing and, you know, creating all of the wonderful, um, screening processes that you enjoy when you're applying for a job. Um, and the understanding of the why people do what they do. Okay. So I knew that I wanted to do something. I wanted to leave a legacy, but at the time I didn't necessarily know what that was. Okay. Um, After school, I ended up getting an opportunity to bring my thesis to life, Um, and I created a career career development program um, for a not-for-profit on Chicago's West Side in Austin. Um, (laughs) West (laughs) Side. Oh, you're a West Sider, okay. South Side? No, okay. (laughs) Um, So I got the opportunity to live out my thesis learn a few things about myself um and through some more open doors and some other opportunities that came behind that that opportunity itself ultimately ended up officially launching chbm services um so chbm services is a career development consultancy okay so we um write resumes LinkedIn profiles, um, cover letters, you know, mock interviewing, anything that would have to do with helping an individual prepare uh, to come into the professional space. That is what I do. Um, so it kind of made sense that it tied into the Career Development Program because that program in itself helped the reentry population. Um, it allowed them to do internships so they could learn actual technical skills. Um, it, You know, we created resumes. We um, went through my interviews. Like, again, like we did everything that I ultimately do in my consulting company. Uh mm-hmm. huh. I, I did there. Okay. Um, so the window of opportunity came about. Uh, I was off from my previous employer on maternity leave. And there were some things that had been going on there prior to my going on maternity leave that it suggested that I may not have a job when I came back. Um, so in an attempt to kind of position myself, I kind of moved the ball forward and went on launched.
0: Okay, so you got in front of the... The possibility of not having a job because I think a lot of people especially in our uh, our culture we wait until you know they telling us okay you don't have to come back to work tomorrow right before we have a uh, plan B so that's that's dope okay so in your field what support or resources are available for women or girls wanting to start in the in the in this line of work
1: Okay, so that's kind of funny that you asked that question because I launched CHBM services development programming um in March of this year for that reason, right My target audience is single moms okay. um, ages eighteen through forty um, and I targeted them and went down that road, one because of the question that you asked, and then two because I've been there and I still am there, right um. So I get it and I have a nice amount of connections um, who sit in the spaces of, you know, teaching women startups. Um, I can handle the getting you ready and in front of the right people um, and helping you to interview and apply um, and that presentation aspect of it. Um, And then I know others that can bridge the gap for those spaces that, you know, I might not necessarily be able to support in. So if you're like middle management and above um, and you're needing to navigate that, I have resources that help too. I mean, they're they're out there. Um, Most of them are free for the most part or Uh they're at a low cost, but it's just not something that we commonly talk about um, and more so in our culture, because we know everything.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: And we don't, we have a tendency to feel like anyone trying to give us advice is judging. And that's not the case. So I created this entity because I want to help. Like I understand the misnomers. I understand being a woman of color. Um, and the professional space and the stigmas that come alongside of that. I understand the stigmas on being a single parent. Um, but you can navigate through them. Absolutely. You just need help and you, and you need, you know, to to be aware of what's not said more so
0: than what's actually said. I completely agree. Um, and what are some specific roadblocks to watch out for?
1: Who um so just thinking of some things that I've seen and heard most recently um, um, in my engagements with corporate America, um, being too comfortable. Um, Women alone have a tendency to want to be friends as opposed to just being friendly. And there is a difference. Um, Not really understanding all of, the politics and this is something that I'm growing through um in my life as well um and not being completely aware of landmines
0: okay some good points to bring out there um and when you say just the piggyback when you say the difference between being friendly um and trying to make too many friends like how, how would you go into details just a little bit more? Because I see that a lot in corporate, just in life period, like we as black women trying to be successful contributors to society, whereas in the corporate setting or in the business, you know, we try to make all these friends or, you know, we run terribly by our ideas and our goals. And then when it backfires on us, we're betrayed and then it kind of knocks us off our block and it takes us a, mm-hmm. a, a nice little amount of time to regather ourselves. And
1: that's, and that's all fair and along the lines of exactly what I mean. So anything goes in the workspace, right? You don't get up in the morning and go to work um, to become BFFs. You get up and go to work to serve a purpose in the best interest of the company right so being friendly as opposed to actually making friends is very simple being friendly is your polite like you're amiable um you know good morning yes how are the kids doing you know the small talk you're relatable being a friend is to your point just what you said right because you want to tell people your business you want to go to lunch all the time and that's going to be your good good girlfriend It's a setup for failure. It's not to say that you should not make friends in the workplace. You just have to keep first things first. And that shouldn't be your objective.
0: Absolutely. Okay. That's a, that's a very strong point. Okay. So you're a mom too. How many kids do you have and what are their ages? So I have
1: three, um, two teenage girls, 18 and soon to be 16. And then I have a son who is two. He'll be three in
0: October. How do you deal with those girls? Before I go any further, I have a, <laughs> I have a um, soon to be ten year old and a soon to be nine year old. So their birthday okay. is coming up, and it's just like, Lord, take the wheel.
1: <laughs> so word of caution: it only gets worse for the next uh, couple of years. Um, <laughs> but um, in all transparency, that was why I wrote my book. Okay. Right. Um, so, uh, mother's love 31 days of affirmations, um, was written to help me get through and get over the hump of my now 18 year olds transition through like the 15, 17 years. Um, I realized a few things. So I have a great network. I am blessed in that aspect. And me and my friends, we talk about mostly everything because you know no one tells you everything so we talk about mostly everything we're very transparent we're here and supportive of each other um I didn't realize until I started going through it that there are some things that we still don't talk about as moms um I'm not really sure if it's just a pride thing you know because everybody wants their kid to be the perfect kid and you don't want people judging you um you know you're a bad mom but you should be doing this better right so there's that insecurity there um it's because you haven't heard about it from other people or it's so far of an extreme with other people like you don't want your child to be pigeonholed and there's a label put on them and then of course the added judging of you're a bad mom um or your child is horrible right like there are so many things that we don't discuss that I had to write through it in order to get through it, if that makes sense. Um,
0: okay.
1: and so I kind of feel like, well, it's selfish. Because if you're going this, I am very certain that someone, you know, somewhere else is experiencing something very similar. So. Why don't you share that with people um and that's what I did like it's thirty two pages um each day is dedicated to a different thing that we go through as mothers um it's not necessarily my story where you'll you know like on day one we woke up and this is what happened. It's not like that. It takes our real life experiences and then it spins it into encouragement. Um, it talks about bills. It, it you know it talks about you know you're being a single mom um, and the dynamic and dealing with that not being there, whatever the situation may be. Uh-huh. Um, it it talks about um, you know kids always asking for something. Um, it talks about not putting yourself first and self-care um i tried to address every single feeling of inadequacy that i have experienced over my little limited 18 years of being a parent
0: okay i need that book (laughs) (laughs) okay so as a mom and an entrepreneur um what are or what was some come? What was some of the common myths that you heard or was told? Like with me, when I had my son at eighteen, they told me basically to hang it up. My life was over. Like I couldn't do anything great because I had a baby at a young age. So, what was some of the things you might have heard?
1: So that that one was a big one. Um, Me and my dad laugh about this now, but at the time it was not funny. Uh, I had my daughter, my oldest daughter, at twenty. I was a sophomore. Going into my sophomore year of college when I got pregnant. So, I was going into my sophomore year of college when I got pregnant, and all hell literally broke loose. Um, My dad made it very, very plain, and he said, um, I'm not sending you back to school pregnant. So, you need to make a decision. I will pay for your education um, and send you back, or, well, I will pay for your education and send you back if you have an abortion. If you keep the kid, I'm done. Oh, wow. So that was my reality. Um, and everybody, you know, was so disappointed because, you know, I graduated with honors. I was going, you know, like I was enrolled at Penn State and You know, I was going to school for computer engineering, and I had done so well my freshman year. I was going to be president of student government, sophomore year. You know, like, my ticket was written. I was set for life. And then I went and got knocked up by the little knucklehead. And, you know, this is, my daddy did, like, he literally told me, like, you're messing up the gene pool. You know what I mean? Like, it was exaggerated. but in hindsight, looking back, knowing the difficulties that I went through, um, the assumptions that are put on you, like that one, you know, you've ruined your life, you won't ever be able to be successful, you've made your life harder for yourself, um, you can't even take care of you. How are you gonna take care of these kids? Um, you know, like you're increasing welfare. You know what I mean? Like just at the end of the day, the biggest misnomer is that if you have a child young and I am not encouraging having a child young that your life is over it depends on the individual yeah because you can make it through anything if that is what you are determined to do and that is why I am such an advocate for single moms because you know like I'm not you know sitting in the house on the hill um, you know, driving the Bentley and I don't, I don't have a butler or anything along those lines. Um, that's not my definition of success. Um, but I've accomplished a lot. You know what I mean? Like in spite of my hurdle that was thrown at me or whatever the case may be, I've accomplished a lot and I continue to accomplish a lot. And if I was able to do it, I am very certain that another, you know, what I'm saying like single mom, young mom, whatever the case may be, would do that too.
0: I absolutely I agree. <laughs> um, so, what um, do you feel are some common reasons for women, especially moms, felling or giving up on themselves or their dreams, goals, or whatever? So, self talk is
1: huge, right? You believe the narratives that you tell yourself a lot easier than you believe the narratives that others tell you. But then if the narratives that others telling you are supporting what you believe in yourself, then it's just like, okay, I can't do this. And society doesn't celebrate single motherhood. Well, first of all, it's a minority thing. When have you ever heard a non-minority reference themselves as a single mom?
0: You're right. You don't really hear it.
1: Right. Because everyone else but us Um, And now I'm speaking about us specifically, not minorities as a whole, are raised to do um, things a little differently. Like, it's embedded from birth. Go to school, you graduate, you get a good job, you get married, right? And then you have children. Right. That's not our conversation. And that's really not our conversation for our young ladies. We are raised one or taste, to be completely independent, yep. or to be completely codependent. Code Girl, you better find you a man. You better get you. You don't. It, you want somebody that love you more than you love them, so they can take care of you. Like you, you. He got a good job. Never mind how he treats you. Right. But he's stable, so he'll be able to provide for you. Yes, you better go on and lock him down. Yeah. You're so right. So because of the fact that we're on each of those varying ends of the pendulum, like when we're growing up, we're conditioned. You know what I mean? Like we're conditioned to do certain things. So that's why, you know, when you turn 30, if you're not married, like you're ready to jump off a bridge. If you get pregnant at an early age, like um, you got to hide this. There's nothing else I can do. All I can do is go to work and I'm going to work all of these menial, um, you know, Bob feeding jobs, three and four jobs, you know, and I'm barely making $30,000 a year and I'm going to be on welfare forever, whatever the case may be, because that's what we feel like we need to do. And then we don't have a man. Um, so like, I can't have these things. Right. So what we tell ourselves um, is huge, and then what the village is telling us, what the village has told us, and what the village continually supports and continually um, shows to us are those hurdles and roadblocks that stop us from being able to, you know, move forward the way we need to.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so what are some hurdles um, did you personally face or did you have to overcome in business <laughs> in business, or even with publishing your book?
1: Um, so.
0: Resources
1: is huge on both sides. Um, you know, for some reason, money always is a part of the conversation um, <laughs> and not having enough of it can be a bit of a problem. So that was one. Um, the flip side of that is a lack of information. Okay. There's an abundance of help. Like there is an abundance of help for people who want to be entrepreneurs. But if you don't know, right. And you don't know where to start looking, it becomes, um, more cumbersome than it needs to be. So um, if I had to name two things, it would be that. It would be the financial resources, because, again, like we're trying to think that if you, you, you can throw money at everything. Um, and in some cases, that is true. And in some cases, it's deeper and it's to your benefit to actually learn to do these things yourself. So right. I self-published. OK. Um, it was a great experience. Had I written a novel, I would not have done it. Okay, um, but because of the fact that my book is a quick read, um it was manageable in regards to my businesses, I did all of that myself as well. okay. I didn't have the resources um to necessarily pay an attorney you know thousands of dollars on top of whatever my fees were for me to establish um Again, like I said, like I have a good network, so I reached out and I asked questions and then I just put in the work to do the uh groundwork myself.
0: Okay. So with the um decision to self-publish your book, was that something that came like instantly, like you know what, this ain't working, I'm just gonna do it this way? Or was it like like I feel like in business all my my solutions came from me just making the same mistake over and over. It's like, you know what, let me do this a different way. So was it instant or was it a, a process?
1: Um, so I guess that was a both thing too, because I started down the road of interviewing publishers. Okay. So I know publishers, right? Like I know people with publishing companies. So I reached out to them because um, I trusted them to do it. Okay. And in that, of course, they told me the process, but they were also transparent in the cost. Okay. And keeping in mind, you know what I mean? Like I have a quick read. I'm not publishing a novel. Right. Then it became a decision of, can you do this yourself?
0: Okay. So just having that conversation with yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. makes Makes perfect sense. So how do you balance motherhood and entrepreneurship? There's no such thing, no balance,
1: no um, I keep first things first. My family comes before anything, okay. um, but they absolutely understand too that we gotta eat
0: <laughs> right right that's important
1: <laughs> um, so they help me. My girls are so proud of me. Um, so they support me in a lot of things that I do. Okay. And they will try to help me as much as I can. The little boy is a little bit of a different conversation because he's two, right? Right. He just just wants what he wants and he needs what he needs. Um, but he's supportive. Okay. Because sometimes when I say, give mommy a minute, I get a minute. Um, (laughs) and he'll and he'll kind of start. yeah. in real life. um, it's a mess. Okay. You just got to keep first things first. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. So how do you deal with stressful and unplanned situations? Especially you got a toddler. Like, is he in terrible two stages
1: He's in terrible four stages. Like, he has, <laughs> he is rocking his past twos and 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 threes his conversation is so mature okay. um it is just absolutely ridiculous um but so how do I navigate stress and unplanned situations uh uh-huh. um it's life right, and I am going to share this perspective from such a green and ah, everything's perfect and in place like in and, and I'm gonna tell you why. So, life happens, Uh right? There there is no such thing as having control. You can manage things to the point of what you can see the next 15 minutes, because anything can happen. To be perfectly honest, Patrice, once I got to the point where I accepted that, a whole lot of things changed. Okay. Like, I, does it mean I don't get frustrated? Absolutely not. Does it mean that I do not experience un- unplanned situations? Absolutely not. I cry, I scream, I yell, I, I give myself a finite time period to get through the emotional aspect of it, and at the end of the day, it still got to get done. So, I I process that emotional piece, and you know, i snap back and and keep moving.
0: Okay. I like that. Cause it do be, at the end of the day, it is out of your control. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like you on your way to work and you just late, it. Then you just get to the point where you so late. You just like, (laughs) you think I quit. Right. Like I ain't even going (laughs) to rush no more. Yeah. But that's what I try to do. I try to give myself like, it was a post on Facebook years ago. And it was like, you give yourself like five minutes to be emotional and then you just got to get real gangsta and just deal with it. So I try to give myself mm-hmm. that aspect, but I'm still working on dealing with the stress and the plan. So I will definitely keep that in mind. Cause I'm like, oh, I was like, I got to do this. I got to do that. And then yeah. baby like, but you can't control it. Like let it be. Right. And, and see, that's the thing.
1: Like you, we, I don't know where this comes from, um, but I know I used to be really bad at this when I was younger. You have to give yourself permission to fail and then forgive yourself for failing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's okay. Like, it's it's okay. Like, some of my greatest accomplishments has come from me not doing things well the first time. Right.
0: I agree there. So. <laughs> okay, so what <laughs> are you not very good at, but you refuse to let it stop you?
1: Uh, administrative tasks, <laughs> like anything that is menial, routine, and redundant, or simple in in nature, I'm horrible. Um, okay, because I'm very analytical and I'm and I'm naturally a thinker, so I have to like it has to be a process to it. Um, so a- anything that is like along those lines. It irritates me to my core to do, but I understand that everything has a place.
0: Okay. So how do you relax? What do you do for self-care and me time?
1: Um, sleep is good. I like sleep. Sleep is great. Me too. Um, <laughs> but um, so when it's just me, I'm out of mommy mode. I'm not working. Um, for some reason, pedicures. The like best
0: relax thing. Me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they mm-hmm. relax me. Um, I listen to a lot of sermons. So, you know, like after Sunday, throughout the course of the week, I will replay like all of my favorite, um, pastors. And then of course my pastor, um, that helps. Um, and I like to have fun. Like I'm really silly. I don't know if you picked up on it. I Uh, am. Yeah. (laughs) Like I am really silly. So I like to do stuff that I should probably be letting go by now because I'm getting older. Um, but like, I haven't done indoor um, skydiving yet, but I want to do that. But I play whirly ball, paintball. Um, I mean like all of those contact silly sports. Um, I'm laser tech, like I'm here for all of that. Okay.
0: Just something to get your mind completely off of whatever. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I'm the same way, but I'm a vice president of a football team, so I got <laughs> 60 little boys chasing behind me. i get out there and race them one day. Like, let me right. just run with them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what profession other than your own would you like to attempt in the future? Ooh.
1: That's a hard one. Um... Because everything, like, and it's funny because I'm at this place in my in my um, career now, Uh where I'm like, okay, so career career development was the beginning, and I realized that I, you know, had a knack for it and a passion for it. Um, and you couple that with community engagement, um, so I'm like, okay, create businesses. And you can live there, right? And then you'll be fulfilled. Um, I work in leadership development. That's a different learning curve. And it's a it's interesting to have experience, but I've learned enough about myself to know that I don't necessarily have to stay here. Right. Um, so now it's like, I don't know that the position has been created yet. I want to be effective. Um, and corporate America with helping us get into these positions that we don't normally get into. Okay. The flip side of that is that I understand that the work kind of starts with helping us get out of our own way and us understanding that we're in our own way without us feeling like somebody's looking down.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because we have um, that crate-in-a-barrel type. Yeah, it's an uphill battle, <laughs> so I definitely yeah. understand that. So what advice would you give your younger self or young girl who has dreams of becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, oh, um,
1: <laughs> if it feels good to you, go for it, because even if you initially fail you'll ultimately end up landing exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh,
0: okay. girl, look at you. I need to make up my quote for my... <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's a good one. That is a good one. I'm going to remind myself that. Like, when I fail, I'm right where I should be. Okay. Um. So what can we expect from you in the near future, Catherine? I know you have the book. You have the um the services to help with getting people, you know, in their career fields and preparing them for jobs and everything. Is there anything else we can expect from you in the near future?
1: Well, in the immediate future, in October, um will be the formal launch for CHBM Services Career Development uh programming. Okay. Um that that launch party will be uh Saturday, October thirteenth. Um, tickets are on sale now. An event, right? okay. Um, <laughs> that event is um, a female-only event. All of the vendors are mompreneurs or female. The DJ, the the comedic host, the um, the fashion show designers. Um, it is every, there will be nothing but women in this okay. building, um, and it's not an empowerment event. It is a good day um (laughs) dedicated to 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 us because it it's entitled mother's day isn't just in may okay um so it is an opportunity you know for networking um there will be wine and like i said like there will be a fashion show and then uh five moms have been selected to be celebrated the moms are movers and shakers um, in, you know, either workforce, community, or just family. Period. Okay. Um, they'll get to keep the clothes that oh wow model, okay. that they're modeling. Um, and they'll get a special gift and presentation um, from my entity, and it and it's something that I'm hoping to start doing every year. I am really excited about this, um, and I and I just think it's a good, great event.
0: Okay, and that's October 13th? Yes. Okay. Okay, And lastly, two things. How do people purchase your book and how can they reach you? Like for networking, for your services, any of that stuff.
1: Okay, so um, I am on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and and Instagram um, at CHBM Services. And then the book, is on Facebook and Instagram um at a mother's love 31 days and the book is also available um through any book selling outlet so it can be ordered um through Amazon in kindle form it can be ordered through amazon and audiobook and it can be ordered through amazon in uh, paperback it's on ibooks um so if there's a book vendor online
0: it should be able to be searched and ordered okay look at y'all, y'all go get that book if you're a mama <laughs> and y'all network well catherine thank you so much for being on the show i am your girl sweetie patrice and i am out